It's time for the Detroit Lions Podcast Quick Takes Show. It's a quick look at this week's Detroit Lions news. And now your hosts, Chris and Jeff, the Riz Risden. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. How you doing? This is episode 189 of the Detroit Lions Podcast. With me is my good friend and co-host, the Riz, for Quick Takes. How you doing, brother? I am doing great. It is wonderful to be with you on a lovely Friday afternoon. I love these little Friday sojourns that we have. The hair of yours is just, I mean, it's, if it was like half a decade ago, I'd say it's on fleek, buddy. <laughs> there you go. It's quite desperate the need, Desperate needed to seeing my, my guy, Kenny the Barber, to help me out and uh, refresh my, my enthusiasm. He's a Chicago Bears fan, so oh. my place. So I've, I've been going somewhere else lately. I was going to say, that's how that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny does the best job. So if you're if you're in West Michigan, look up my guy Kenny Wells. He's All, right. Secretary. All right. But he'll also talk your bears at your off. So that's a definite downside. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, a, a candidate for for gel patrol today. But whatever, had to had to, had to show my <laughs> face at work. You know, sometimes you got to go in. So. All right, we got a good show today. We're going to talk about uh, offensive line can or offensive coordinator candidates for the Lions, and we're going to take a look also at this this game ahead against the Cards, and uh, maybe a little bit of talk about where we where we want to end up and where we might end up in the draft. So, got a lot of good topics here for our quick takes episode. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. You know, we like to do it a little smoother and easier on Friday. So uh, hopefully, you guys, hopefully you guys are still enjoying it. Um, Got to talk about the first thing first. Who brings us the show? It's our friends at Fanatics, right? And and they're such great guys. They want you to support them, but they don't want you to support them by going right to their website, do they? <laughs> no, they want to give us a chunk of that sale. They don't want to just keep all that profit for themselves. They they, they, they think that's it's obscene. They're givers, Chris. Yes. They give to us. And it's the giving season, right, Riz? Absolutely. Riz was just talking. He wants you guys to give him a Quandre Diggs jersey this year. And, and I'm looking for a good PlayStation 4. So when we talk about the next sponsor, you can get the PlayStation 4. But, hey, Riz in his, in his uh, Diggs jersey, how do you do that? You just show up at Detroit Lions Podcast. Click on the Fanatics link and go buy whatever you want. You can probably get some stuff for your friends and family, too. They, they enjoy that kind of stuff. You got toasters. You know, they don't have the Lions hot tub there yet, but we will certainly work to get that we, on. The, we, are, we are working on that. <laughs> the Hot Tub Toaster Party 2018 is almost here. Might even have some shirts around that. But um, anyway, yeah, check it out. Go to Ooh, I want one. I want a shirt. I want a shirt. <laughs> for real. For real. Uh, head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com Click on that Fanatics link And uh, hook yourself and all your family and friends up With great Lions, Red Wings, Pistons Whatever sporting merchandise you're looking for That's the way to do it And they give us a kickback if you click there through our site And uh, it's a great way to support the show It's the giving season Get, ri- get Riz his, his Diggs jersey he's, he's looking forward to supporting his man I really do like Quandre Diggs. That's a good choice. I like that. And I think the funniest part would be the two of you standing next to each other because he'd probably come up to your waist. <laughs> yeah, he's about 5'10", and I'm a little bigger than that. 6'19". <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, actually, I, if you're really looking for it, I wore number 19 when I played volleyball. That's Kenny Galladay's number. So I did. So uh, that would be that would be appropriate as well because I have like four jerseys in my repertoire that have number nineteen on it. I'd like to get into your repertoire, but we'll leave that to another, <laughs> another conversation. All right, let's talk about offensive. I'll keep my closet doors closed, there, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of offensive, let's talk about offensive coordinators. <laughs> All right, so we talked a little bit last week about the possibilities at OC for the Lions, and one of the things we talked about was not really 
trimming the cooter till the end of the year. <laughs> and then you're going to keep them around and uh, say, hey, you know, well, there's no sense. There's nobody going to get to replace them. No. Something happened, though, and we talked about it with Case on Tuesday. And I know you probably heard the bit of the conversation when you were listening, Riz. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that came up was this this whole Cleveland Browns thing. And when you get a change of the dude calling the plays and the playbook is it's still the same book. Maybe they made some formation changes, right? We talked about that, but it's a, it's a different guy. The other thing that sparked it, okay, was in this Rams game when in the third quarter when Cooter went off of the Cooter script and he did something completely different, which was like Taylor Decker catching a touchdown yeah. <laughs> and snapping and, the ball with 14 seconds left on the play clock and doing something it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I had no idea. The, the formula has always been blunt up the middle bubble screen or screen to, to, uh, to Riddick and then a short four yard pass on third down. And then we punt, right? I mean, that's, that's right. the gen- the standard JVC move. When we saw him work, work a little bit of magic, get a little creative there. We saw that the playbook can work and it does work. And there's, there's some good plays in there. The question is now, if we blow out Jim Bob Cooter, can we win with his playbook, but without him? Because we can we can point to the play calling very specifically as a, as a significant holder back or a way thing that's holding back this offense. Why not? Why not try out Godsey with that playbook and see what he does? I mean, if he does better than Cooter, doesn't mean he could be the OC, right? Because there's a whole other level of responsibility there. But, I mean, our special teams is better without a coach, too. So, <laughs> I'll let you kind of take that and go. That, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I I thought more about it as somebody. You know, I do cover the Browns as well, and it really is revolutionary how much Freddie Kitchens, their offensive coordinator, who never had any experience calling plays other than their fourth preseason game this year, <laughs> running basically the same playbook, but just tweaking things, finding the plays that Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, liked and did better. Let's do more of those things. That doesn't seem to be something that Cooter is all that familiar with, or Matthew Stafford has a delusional sense of what he does well and what he doesn't. Ooh, that's a different problem. (laughs) That is a different problem, and I'm more inclined to believe that the former is the problem and not the latter. Yeah, I mean, because you're you're looking, and I saw saw it on Twitter, but I I was doing – somebody was making some quarterback comparisons. I said that Stafford's probably a top seven quarterback in the NFL. And someone will say, no, Patrick Mahomes and some other guys. I'm like, look, Mahomes is in his first year. You can't make that comparison yet. It's way too early. And face it, he he wasn't dropped into an 0-16 team, right, when he he started. So we'll stop there. But but Matthew Stafford has had uh, every year, other than his first two years when he was injured, 4,000 yards and passing at minimum every year. Um, one year, 5,000, another year, almost 5,000 yards. Sure. That's a function of not having a running game, but you're looking at a quarterback that can absolutely sling the ball and he's having a bad year. There's a lot of things that are around him that are, that are causing that. But, uh, I can't, I can't point at him as being the reason yet. I can point at him at some things. He's not playing well, but he also isn't getting any help from his supporting cast and his supporting cast is a lot lesser than, we all wanted it to be, um, especially especially now. Carryon Johnson's out again. Marvin Jones is on IR. You got you know who knows what they're doing. If Levine, Toy Lolo, and and Bruce Ellington are your top two targets, and they were last week, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to have great quarterback play just as a function of that. Just and, call me crazy, but no, no, crazy. Yeah. It's not crazy. Um, but the thing, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it throws back, and I, I don't remember. I don't think it was Dallas, but the game where. 
he tried to make the wild pitch to carry on that was like completely unplanned. He was just trying to make a yeah. play, right? His mistakes are magnified just because he has no playmakers around him. You look at when when Aaron Rodgers tries to improvise like that, and I'm not not going to carry on, right? Don't take it wrong, but right. he doesn't have a pair of stone mitts that he's improvising with, right? It, he he has a way to to make it work, and the other guy on the other end of the ball or the under, other end of the improvisation is able to to make something out of that. We just don't have any of that available. No, we really don't. There's there's not anybody who he has enough comfort with. Like if he rolls out on a scramble drill, he doesn't know what Andy Jones is going to do. He doesn't know what Bruce Ellington's going to do. He doesn't even know what Luke Wilson's going to do because quite frankly, Luke Wilson never gets used that way. Right, right. Luke isn't really sure what he's doing probably either. Uh, that's, that's probably true. Born and raised in South Detroit is... Not his best quality, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, th- th- there's just a disconnect between the expectations for Stafford and what the cast around him can do. And I, I don't want to say I give Cooter some benefit of the doubt on that, but I have to give him a little bit. I mean, they opened the year with expecting Carryon Johnson, and, and he was very good. He was he was a great choice. I think we're all pretty happy with that. You expected Golden Tate. You expected Marvin Jones. Kenny Gallagher to be your third best receiver. Uh, you expected a little bit more out of Luke Wilson. You probably expected more out of Theo Riddick out of the backfield. You probably expected more out of LeGarrette Blunt as he changed up back. None of those things have happened. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, and some of that is on Staff. Stafford has not played his best season either. He has missed some throws that he should make. Yeah. He has missed some reads he should make. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, but, the, and that's weird for him, right? I mean, it is. It, it's it, it's very a characteristic for him, and that's why I expect it to be better next year. Even if Cooter's back, I expect Matthew Stafford to play better next year. Yeah, everyone. Has if not, right then here. then we start having a conversation at the end at this time next year. If Stafford's still struggling and still making the same mistakes, that's when we start talking about okay, what now? Yeah. We're not there. Yet. We are not there yet. No, not, not yet. But, I mean, it could be on the menu. It, it could be, like, maybe d- at the dessert side of the menu. It's not an appetizer, right? Yeah, it, it's something to keep keep an eye on. You know, I think he's hurt. He, he's actually technically questionable for this week. Yep. Arizona with a back injury. Um, I've had back injuries. I know you've had back trouble, Chris, yourself. That's It's not easy to play through that. That's also not something that's a sudden onset. You have to think that maybe he's been playing with that. There's been a lot of people in, in, the, in the subreddit who have suggested for a long time that maybe Stafford, he looks like he's playing not healthy. He's just not 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Can't really pinpoint what it is. Is it a shoulder? Is it, is it you know the wicked finger that he had a couple of years ago? Is it the back? Is it his feet? Who knows? Oh, I, I, would, I, would not, I would not be surprised if he's not 100%. But at the same point, you know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is 100% on that knee. Not um, many players are 100% at this no, time of the season. No, exactly. And, yeah. and – so that's not that's not really a fair excuse for him. But when he's your only player, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean it's, what it's, it's a whole mess. Getting, it's a whole mess. It's like we talk about Castle. Hell no! Come on, right? And we on. talk about this with uh, you know everyone's trying to point at one thing, and I don't think it is a one thing thing, yeah. if you will. Um, we were, we use the analogy. Case has this nine thousand piece puzzle that he was doing, and it's it's gigantic. It was in his basement. It was gigantic. 
gigantic. I mean, I, I, I peter out at like 1500 pieces, right? I, I'm just like, I like doing a puzzle every now and then, but 9,000 pieces, ain't, ain't nobody got that kind of time. Right? So, so he had that, but that's kind of what you're looking at when you're putting a team together. Like you're sitting in Bob Quinn's seat, you're sitting in Matt Patricia's seat. There are that many pieces that you're trying to make fit. And if, if one guy gets hurt, he wasn't, the picture isn't complete without him. So how do you find a piece that'll fit there that's maybe right. different than that one? Or how do you, how do you at least draw, fill in the picture without having that piece? And I'm not going to stretch the metaphor anymore, but, um, that's kind of the, the the situation here. Now, the let me pose a question to you because I, I want, we want to get back to the offensive coordinators here. But um, one piece of conspiracy that we threw out there this <laughs> we were going to play the X Files theme actually for this. <laughs> um, when Bob Quinn traded away Golden Tate, there was only like four home games left, and yes. one of the things, and one of them was the Thanksgiving game. You know, it's going to take time for for people to figure out what's going on. There wasn't a lot of risk. Of that kind of home situation, and and they probably knew what was going on with the season at that point. I mean, I think we all did, whether we admitted it or not, right? If you're in the cold data world, you could probably at that point say, you know, it, that that third round pick really looks good because next year's draft was short on picks. We don't even have a third round pick, right? Maybe it's time just to cash in. I mean, do you think that that weighed into that at all? I think it did. Absolutely. And I think the fact that they, they saw the writing on the wall, I think they knew a, that golden Tate was not going to resign here for cheap. And, you know, even though both sides have come out and said, we tried, I don't think they tried very hard. <laughs> I think the whole team said, so it's all good. And that was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Nelson, Matthew, what, sorry, yeah, Matthew, John. I don't, want, I don't want Kelly mad at me. <laughs> One other thing that's been uh, that's been kind of going on is that um, not only okay. Well, let's let's we'll, we'll put that. Let's stick with the offensive corner thing because I could I could take us on off the rails. Yeah, and we, yeah we, let, it's quick we'll takes on topic. Right, right. It's quick takes. It's not the whole right, hour long. Podcast. Right, there we go. Thank right. you. All right, uh, let's talk about some of the changing and thinking you had last week. We went through a number of offensive coordinators. One of them was named Adam Gase, and like three days after you're on Twitter, you're like, I kind of like this Adam Gase guy. It's like that's different than what we talked about, and and you're like, yeah, yeah. I was I, I got some info. I did some stuff. I did my little Rizzy Dizzy Doodle, and uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's figure out what what did you learn, what have you heard, and what gets you high or so high on Adam Gase now is like your number one dude. I I would say I'm higher. I still think there are other better candidates, but I, I okay. thought back and, and my prism from him was how he's handled the head coaching situation in Miami. And he's not been good. Make, make no mistake about that. And switching from Brock Osweiler to Ryan Tannehill and back and back and, and Matt Moore is interspersed in there as well. <laughs> None of those guys are as good as, as, as Matthew Stafford. None. Um, or Blake Borders. Oh, oh, please. But I thought back to a little bit before that. And when he was in Denver, uh, when he was with John Fox, mm -hmm. they had a fantastic passing offense. They were really, really good. They were explosive. They were, and the, the thing that I liked about it was that they weren't afraid to spread that ball around. They found the man. Now, some of that is having Peyton Manning as your quarterback. Sure. That helps. I mean, that can't be taken away from it. But I thought back to his Lions time. And he was with the Lions from, what was it, 2003? Primarily there in the Joey years but also into the, the Dano years a little bit. And if you remember what they had then, they didn't have a lot, but they made fairly effective use of what they had. Right. Given, given the, the limitations of Joey blue eyes and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Joey blue eyes. 
I mean, when Tony Scheffler is probably your best target, right? And, right. You know, Roy Williams was there for a while. He actually got a little bit of usage. Um, we're, we're playing the Cardinals this weekend. I remember Charles Rogers' first game catching yeah. two touchdowns against the Cardinals. Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, Glass before be, before he broke his collarbone and yeah. and then you know passed out at the on the border in Novi. It's a great place to eat, by the way. Yeah. Oh, great um, food. Great food. Great weed great too. <laughs> That's legal here now, though. It legal here yesterday. Yeah, I, I only say, say that starting yesterday. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm warmer to it. I like the fact, and I, and I actually I talked to somebody that I know from the Dolphins blogosphere, um, online sphere, as you want. That, that, that's not word. Dolphin sphere. Dolphin sphere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I'm good at that. I can coin. You are good at that. Time. That's good. <laughs> it's like yeah. get the BS fan and just let it start blowing. Right. I got yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, and he said that Gase was a lot more like Mark, like Mike Martz than he has ever shown. Wow. And Martz, I believe was, was the coordinator here when he was here for at least part of the time. Sure. Yeah. And that's interesting to me because I like, I like what Cooter did initially with Stafford in terms of scaling him back and making it like, okay, let's be more responsible. Let's not throw 22 interceptions with our 44 touchdowns. Right. Let's, let's get your completion percentage up over 60%. Let's, let's get the ball out a little quicker. Let's not have every play designed to score a touchdown, which is Mike Mark's famous quote where he, he actually, he did say that right. he, he doesn't have a play for third and one. It's, it's going for a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. His, his big failing. <laughs> yes. um, but there is something to be said for being more aggressive and taking more shots. And that is Mike Martz in a nutshell. That is not something that Jim Bob Cooter has embraced. And it's something that Matt Stafford does very well. Where's Matthew Stafford at his best throwing down the field, finding tight windows, fitting the ball in against single coverage to a receiver who might be covered. Yeah. I think we'd all agree that's where he's at his best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jim Bob Cooter is getting good at getting through tight windows too, but that's a difference. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't let that one go. I don't know why. In his underwear, at, least he was, at least he wasn't naked in a Wendy's drive-thru. Almost, yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> We have fun with our Lions coaches, don't we? Bloody the Lions all together, the analingus in the in the damn parking lot. What the hell was wrong with us? What happened? I used to love to try to just just the season and you're four and eight and there ain't nothing to play for. You gotta do something to entertain yourself. (laughs) Oh man, that's what this another this is the treasure. We're going to Buffalo next week in Buffalo. They know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> that, that, that'll be fun. You spent a lot of time indoors in Buffalo. <laughs> All right, so Adam Gase, that's that, that, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, um, so I, 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 he's still not. I haven't, I haven't officially made my my priority choices like I did last year with sure. the, the head coach. Um, where it's was coming. People look great last night. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but Gase is in the running for that. He is above Mike McCarthy. I'll put it that way. Although I, I, I think McCarthy's going to get a head coaching job somewhere else. I do too. Um, I would. I'm not, I'm not sure it's Cleveland either. I think it might be somewhere else. We'll see on that. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know, know. But I don't I, know that I, I want Mike McCarthy as an offensive coordinator. Even if he, even if he wasn't going to be a head coach, I I don't know that. That's, right. That, I I don't know. I mean, the the way he used their running backs this year, his obsession with not using Aaron Jones and instead using Jamal Williams. Right. Right. Sort of like using. LeGarrette Blunt instead of carry on Johnson. It's oh, very akin to that. First I, down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. We, we moved on past that. Okay. And, and, you know, 
we've, we've been made privy to information that, you know, people were rolling their eyes in, in the, the Packers huddle led by Aaron Rodgers um, as far back as 2010 at what McCarthy was calling. So, yeah. 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 Ooh, that's crazy. All right. All right. All right. Woof, woof, woof. So let me ask you one more thing about Gase. Does his, I think his head coaching experience helps him as an offensive coordinator. I think Matt Patricia wants a, an executive kind of leader in that role mm-hmm. that can totally own the offense. I don't think the role that he put Cooter in this year is, was just giving him enough rope to hang himself with, with his play calling and so on. I think that's how. He wants the offense to run. I think he wants executive decision-making. He can insert himself when he decides it's time, but I think he wants um, someone to run the offense for him so he can stay involved in the defense where he feels he's going to do his best work and uh, yeah. can step in where needed on the offense. Is, is that a fair assessment? I think that is a fair assessment because you've seen it. You were at the, you were at the Thanksgiving game, yeah. and, and you made note of it, and, and a lot of other people who have been to games have noted it, that he doesn't have a lot of hands-on with the offense. When the offense is on the field, other than when they're in the red zone or when it's like a critical time, he's back with the defense, coaching them or looking at his, his uh, Microsoft Surface Pro. Candy right. Crush. Candy Crush. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and looking at whatever is on that thing, um, Faye Reagan videos, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's just thought. I'm just thinking it has to do with food. It's got to be Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Yeah. Uh, I made a fat joke. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's move on. Hey, you know, we talked about getting rid of that jersey. Let's not forget about me. I like stuff for the holidays, too. PlayStation 4, right, Riz? I mean, I'm the perfect guy for it. <laughs> you are. You are. Now, now your son games all the time, right? Yeah, he does. He's insane. Hey, yeah. But he won't let you like on your de- on his deal. You no, got it. You see, no. you got to get your own. Exactly, exactly. So if you want to get me a gift, or if you're just gonna be selfish and treat your family and friends to gifts, that's fine, whatever. But yeah. roll on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, click on the Amazon link, and use that to buy all of your holiday goods. I don't know if they deliver booze, but it's worth trying. <laughs> they, they, they will not in Michigan, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about other states, but in Michigan and in Texas, they don't deliver booze. That's we're going to get hooked okay. up with. What is it? Saucy. I, I'm going to get hooked up with Saucy app as a as a sponsor. Nice. We, we would probably all both get very rich off of that. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Detroit Lions podcast. <laughs> Click on the Amazon link and uh, let them give us a kickback. Don't let them steal all that profit. I'll take care of the show. Great way to help the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. And what a great way to think of your friends at the podcast on the holidays. So, all right, we get through that. Let's talk a little bit. There's two topics that are somewhat related here. First, let's talk about the Lions at the Cards. Now, if we think about this, if the Lions went out, there's a very, very good chance they they grab a wild card spot. And if you look at the, oh my god, hold your sides, hold your sides in, hold on. If you look at who they're playing, think about this. Think about this. They've got the Cards, they've got the Bills, they've got the Packers. The one game is, but it's at home. The one game at home still is the Vikings. This is a lion's move. I'm telling you right now, eight and eight, ruin your draft position and get smoked at the wild card round. It, it's the worst of all oh worlds, my. really, except you ain't yes. made the playoffs. Oh, you know, I, Let's I am someone cards in that and through that filter. <laughs> oh, now I, I am someone, I believe in building momentum for the following season. I mm-hmm. really do. I, I don't believe in, you should ever try to lose any game. Having said that, this is a game that the Lions would have to try to lose to lose to the Cardinals. I know they beat the Packers last week, 
that was the Packers realizing, oh my God, we can get rid of McCarthy. Let's let's do this. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think for a second that isn't what happened there. That was at uh, home too, wasn't it? It was. It was in Green Bay. I'm like, God, if we lose to if we lose to that team at home, McCarthy's gone. Yeah. yeah. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> that that's how that happened. Um, and and I, I will tell you that my my colleague at the Packers Wire believes that's what happened too. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are last in first downs. They are last in yards per game by like 65 yards a game. They right. gain less than everybody else. They're like 100 yards less than the Lions per game. Think about that for a minute. <sighs> wow. That's a team with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, um, and a bunch of guys you've never heard of being thrown to by Josh Rosen, who is probably the least capable of the rookie quarterbacks outside of of Lamar Jackson throwing the football. It really sounds like weird. the Lions are built to play this team. They are. <laughs> this is this is a team, and and the other thing, they don't stop the run well. Right. And from, from what we've seen from Legarrette Blunt, when Legarrette Blunt doesn't have to share with on Johnson, he goes, he gets to where okay, now we see why the Lions really like this guy. Right. He's been really good the last two weeks for for being Legarrette Blunt. I think we're all happy with how well he's played. Yeah, uh, he could have a big week again. They have one guy who can rush the passer, uh, Chandler Jones. Not a big worry about their their linebacking core. They are they're struggling with a rookie coach of their own who has made a lot of the same rookie mistakes that Matt Patricia. This is a game the Lions should win. They are favored to win on the road by three points. That line has gone up, believe it or not. And you're already giving away three as a visiting team, right? The home team automatically exactly, is three off the top. Exactly. Wow. That's how bad the Cardinals are. So if you're one of the people that thinks, okay, let's build some momentum for the next year. Let's let's get some positive energy into the building. Let's let's look forward. This is a game that you want the Lions to win uh, because if they lose this, it is it will be devastating to the psyche of the players in that team. They will realize, oh my God, we are we're we're terrible. Okay, um, I'm, and, and I'm, go go interject. Please. I'm I'm going to take the hot tub off the team off the screen. I mean. We've got the hot tub and the toaster here. I'm going to take the hot tub off. It's not hot tub time. We've got the toaster still just by our record. But from what you're talking about, I think we can take the hot tub off. We, we, we've got an opportunity here. Uh, yes. I expect the Lions to win. I will be rooting for them to win. I will be disappointed probably beyond what I've been disappointed any time this year other than than maybe the first game, especially after the Diggs pick six. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this would probably be the most disappointing loss because back in August, I pictured this as a win uh, and nothing has nothing I've seen from the Cardinals. And I've, I've only had the opportunity to watch their games probably three or four times. One of them was against the 49ers, which sure. doesn't really count because they're terrible too. Uh, hey, weren't, we lost you, to them too. weren't you, weren't you can't carry in one of the gambler houses as a sponsor? You still doing that? I am not. Um, oh, I was okay. with, with, with bet online AG. They're still good people. Um, right. Nice people. Um, but uh, that, yeah, not not with them anymore. Okay, well, we got a, qu- a question from Teddy so if they sh- if he should take the Lions at minus three. I would I would absolutely take the Lions with minus three, and I would I would bet on the under because I don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring, but I think there will be enough that uh, the Lions and keeping to keep this in mind that the Cardinals just changed their kickers. Lions have Lions lead the league in one thing: goalposts. Opposing kicker percentage. Oh. <laughs> Opposing kickers only make 66% of their field goals against the Lions. The league average is 79. Wow. That is, that's a significant difference. That's, that's it crazy. It really is. 
All right. With with that under under our hat, one last thing to talk about because we're trying to do quick takes. Right. <laughs> I got to keep reminding myself it's quick takes. Chris, shut up and get quick. Let's do it quick. <laughs> um, we got the Packers. We're battling with the Packers. If if we just started the season by saying the Lions are going to beat the Packers this year, they're going to finish ahead of the Packers in the division this year. People would <laughs> be like, yes, right? I mean, it can happen. <laughs> it can. I mean, it can still happen and be meaningless. Do do we want that to happen? Right? You, you we want to carry oh, momentum please. into the next season, but boy, you're looking you're looking here at, at draft pick, and you know. Riz, this is this is you're a Lions fan long enough, you know. It's gonna wind up with the pack picking right before us, and they're gonna take the next damn Hall of Fame quarterback or whatever, right? And we're not gonna get them and we're gonna lose out and it's gonna torture us for a decade. Is is it's still not worth it? Still not worth I it. I wanna beat the I do not like a last place finish next to my team name. There you go. When I look up the records in a season, I hate seeing fourth out of four. I wanna see third out of four. It's been a long time since the Lions have finished in last place, believe it or not. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. And the Packers finishing down there, their fans will go bananas. And can you and imagine that, the offseason that, smack talk? How fun that would be. <laughs> and and for everybody who's like, oh, we want the fourth place schedule. No, you don't. Um, history has actually proven that having a third place schedule is better than a fourth place schedule. You can look that up, believe it or not. It's true. Teams that finished in fourth place the year before actually wind up with a better record the next season than teams that finished in third place the year before. Very the Chicago Bears are a great example of that this year. Yep, yep. And a psych crisis says Super Bowl bound. I'm thinking Houston, Houston eight Texans and eight too. here. Eight and eight back into the playoffs. Wild card. We're going to we're going to knock Chicago out the third time we play them. You got you buy it. Not going to do buy that. It. Buy it, Riz. I, I I'm happy at six and ten. Okay. Win win the next two, then lose out. Although I want to beat the Packers in there. Yeah. So you win you win you against Arizona, you lose to Buffalo. I really don't seven want to and nine. Annoy me. You're seven uh, and nine, my friend. That's some seven and nine BS, that's, baby. <laughs> Jeff Fisher. That's right. That's right. I need to get that <laughs> drop back from him. <laughs> um there is do you are you familiar with the uh, original Spider Man movie? Not really. I'm not a comic book. Or film guy. Okay, well, maybe we gotta get you. There's somebody is is requesting Carter is is requesting for you to say Bone Saw is ready from that movie. So maybe we can get a drop yeah. of that. <laughs> Sorry, man, I don't know that. That's <laughs> your homework, Chris. All right. <laughs> Watch movies. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Sweet. All right. I'll cue it up. <laughs> don't forget us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. This is Quick Takes for this week. Thank you guys all for listening. Don't forget about the post game show. Um, it we're, we believe we're still doing it, but it's a late game, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. And on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Please give us a follow because it's the very best place to see the Riz with no pants. And I am not panning down today. And, and beautiful hair. All right. <laughs> give us a call in the meantime. Detroit Lions Podcast on Skype. It's all one word for the Detroit Lions Podcast account. Or call us on the Lions line 929 Lions, 929 335 And go to Detroit Subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.